the enemy you see now, you shall see no more. That word was given to my wife during her prayer time one day while we were stinging from the effects of what seemed like the greatest defeat in a long time in our lives. We felt broken. After literally giving our all for the ministry, it was like we had just written a new chapter to the book, No Good Deed Will Go Unpunished. Honestly, we were not feeling sorry for ourselves or blaming others, for that had nothing to do with what this was all about. And it doesn't do any good to feel that way anyway. But now, years later, and after spending yesterday in prayer for this nation, what we learned personally a long time ago is about to be applied to America. We are living in one of the most critical times in the history of the world. Just as the trials we face are never just about the trials, so this election battle is not merely about the election. Today on Life Journeys, Pastor Hardika is going to reveal the ancient ways of God's army, all the way from the Red Sea to the scene John saw in heaven. You will see the exalted place that your prayers hold. The verse I just quoted from Exodus, where Moses was instructed to tell the people these words, says this, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. I believe that the reason God is allowing this election to be so close and for this corruption to create such an upheaval is so that the dark forces behind it will be revealed and defeated. This is like the Egyptians coming after Israel at the Red Sea. The Red Sea will again be the demise of the enemy. God told Israel, The enemy that you see today, you will see no longer. So church, stand still and see the salvation of your God work. You see, Israel had finally received their moment of deliverance after over 400 years of bondage. They were free and they marched out of the land and were led to the side of the sea. And then that night they saw the torches of the Egyptian army following hard after them. The Pharaoh had changed his mind and wanted to bring them back into slavery. Now they were panicking, trapped between an army and an ocean. One day the Lord seemed to speak to me about this. The reason that I have allowed the enemy to run after you is so that you would lead them to their defeat. You will see them no more. See, not only is God allowing this to come to full fruit in America to see the corruption exposed and defeated, but he is teaching the church how to engage in prayer, how to engage in prayer warfare for the souls of men. This is not merely about politics, democracy, or race riots. We are living in one of the most pivotal moments in the history of the world. As a result of this battle, the enemy that we see today will never again be seen on the surface of American government. Oh, it'll come back, but not in this form. Now, you need to see this from the book of Revelation, as the last seal of the scroll in the hands of the Lord is about to be opened. I want you to understand, before we talk about this, that I am not saying that Revelation chapter 8 and the opening of the seventh seal is happening right now, but it is a blueprint about 
what we need to understand about spiritual warfare in the place of prayer and the power that the church has and needs to exert right now. John sees and says, And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it, with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne of God. Did you catch this? I pondered these verses for nearly forty years. God is about to send a destruction upon the earth such as never has been seen as the trumpet judgments begin. It's the only time recorded where the praise and worship around the throne is stopped. Silence in heaven for about a half an hour takes place. Words can't describe the awesomeness of the moment as all of creation represented before the God of all the universe is stilled. In the air, the atmosphere, there has come upon everyone the reality of God sending indescribable judgments in a final call to the lost. Great suffering will be encountered, and there is this incredible stillness. Something is about to happen. There are seven angels standing at attention with trumpets at the ready, and then a golden censer is seen entering center stage. In this silence, the scene is filled with a great fragrance as the smoke of the censer's incense is released up to him who sits on the throne. Wonder no more what has happened to your prayers. The scripture says the smoke is mingled with the prayers of the saints, finally fully realized and released amidst the silence of heaven. The intercession that you have been offering in these days of battle, all of the prayers that you have sent skyward in the darkness of your room when your heart was heavy, and all of the prayers of thanksgiving for what God has, is, and will do, is now offered. It was as I thought on this that the realization also came. It is the prayers of the saints that initiate the last day's battles on earth. Hear the words. And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire off the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. One day, several years ago, I was praying for the nation, and I just said, Lord, what good does my little prayer really do anyway? He immediately answered, You must understand that your prayers have the power to change a nation. It's your prayer, but it's my answer. The prayers of the saints, yours and mine, came from that royal censer that John sees. Then the angel took and mingled it with the fire of the altar. Do you sense what's happening? The fire of the altar is the fire that consumed the sacrifice. Two thousand years ago, that fire was applied to the Lamb of God for our sins. It is the prayer, and only the prayer, that is set on fire by the cross of Jesus Christ that is burning with the love and the anointing of God's altar. That fire-ignited prayer is the only thing that will carry the day. 
That fire that burns in the hearts of the saints right now on earth has energized their prayers. And now hear this. That same fire of God that saved us is at this time sent from the solemn atmosphere of heaven, breaking heaven's silence. That fire that put Jesus on the cross is the judgment for sin that the world will see because they rejected the cross of Christ and tried to create their own glory. The trials that we experience in this world are not merely about the trials. There is much injustice, much hardship, confusion, and pain on our life journey. But in it, God is teaching us, as He taught Israel on their march to the Red Sea, how to turn from the mentality of victims and slaves to the mentality of victors and conquerors. All that you have gone through as a Christian was to teach you how to intercede right now as you send firebrands of prayer up to heaven to release the victory of the last days. The Red Sea is again about to consume our enemy that the souls of men might be released to see again the light of Christ. Stand still, saints. As Moses told the people, so I am telling you, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Though many are being worn down in 2020, the church is being mobilized to send up the greatest weapon known to mankind. It is the power of prevailing prayer. Now is the time to declare the victory of heaven.